0: We were back in person, finally, this week at the GeekWire Awards, and after holding the event virtually for the past two years, there was a real feeling of catharsis Thursday evening as hundreds of people gathered at the Showbox Soto in Seattle for our annual celebration of the top tech startups, leaders, and innovations in the Pacific Northwest.
1: You've waited for two years to finally all be here. You're our guest you are I am Robert McPherson, the drunken tenor and let me be one of the first to say welcome to the 2022 Geekwire Awards you are
0: for the finalists in the 2022 Geekwire Awards Recognition at the superhero-themed show came with the added bonus of knowing that their companies made it through a period of unprecedented challenge and change. But the week also brought a new sense of uncertainty about what's to come.
2: Technology is definitely pulling back. Uber CEO, Derek Hazrushahi, telling employees over the weekend the company will cut back on spending. They're going to focus on becoming a leaner business. This
0: This topic has been on the minds of many of the tech leaders attending the event.
3: There are a lot of changes that are happening in the startup ecosystem. Founding rounds are changing. um, Salaries are changing. And we all need to adapt very quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think economy is on everybody's mind and so it's on my mind as well. Moments like this are moments to innovate and to execute better. So before
0: the singing and the celebrating began, we took our cues from the backdrop, literally and figuratively, taking tech leaders aside at the event to ask for their take on the possibility of these new economic realities, their biggest challenges and priorities for the rest of the year. And of course, we asked them which superhero best reflects their company's ethos.
4: it has to be Wolverine. It
5: will be X-Men as a group. I'm gonna go with Spider-Man.
0: We think about
6: what does it take to do fusion, and it takes innovation, it takes vision, and so that goes right to Iron Man, that goes right to Tony Stark.
7: I would say Aquaman. Every major project name at Carrot, uh, or secret project name, if you will, for code projects has a body of water around it,
0: and so we love water. A secret project name, so I as a reporter if I were able to find out the names of these secret projects, I'd be like the villainous person trying to figure out what you're going to do next. Yeah, you would be like Aquaman's nemesis or or Clark Kent, Clark Kent, about to turn into Superman and do a world of good with the information that I would have gotten as a journalist at the Daily Planet. 100%. The result was a glimpse into the collective psyche of the tech community in a key U.S. innovation hub at a pivotal moment for the country and the world. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. Coming up on this special episode of the GeekWire podcast, highlights from our conversations at the 2022 GeekWire Awards. First up, one of the finalists for CEO of the Year.
4: I'm Xiao Wang. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Boundless Immigration, and we help immigrants get through the government process way easier than ever before.
0: You're up for CEO of the Year here at the GeekWire Awards. What is your overall economic outlook at this point? We've seen some signs over the past week of some belt tightening from some companies. Um, Obviously, we're here tonight to celebrate the victories, but also being a little bit pragmatic. What, What are your thoughts and what's ahead for Boundless in particular?
4: I think overall, You'll see what's happened in the public markets, especially the more recent IPO tech companies, sort of trickle into the early stage. So I'm predicting that companies will have to show that they're good businesses, probably earlier than they had to in the past, and that their their fundamentals, their unit economics, and like they're actually delivering value to their customers. Now, for us at Boundless, what is extra important too is like what's going to happen with the midterms, what's going to happen in the next election cycle, and how can we create and continue to influence policy and the government and the country at large that America has one monopoly that has made it great for 200 years, right? which is that it draws people wanting to make a better life for themselves and their families from all over the world. And if we lose track of that and if we start closing doors, if we start shutting people away, then this will hurt us meaningfully as a country, not only just through this dip right now that we're going through, but 5, 10, 20 years from now.
0: If you were to pick one superhero that represented the ethos of your company from any cinematic universe you could pick, is there one that pops to mind?
4: I think it has to be Wolverine. And the reason why is not only does he care a lot about his family, his friends, etc., but it hurts him just as much as it hurts anyone else when he gets stabbed or when he gets shot or when he falls down a, a cliff, right? But he does it every single time because if it means enough, it's worth it.
0: We had a full podcast conversation with Xiao Wang, CEO of Boundless Immigration back in December. And you can find a link to that in the show notes. Next up, we spoke with one of the finalists for Startup of the
3: Year. Hi Todd, I'm Maria Karaivanova, co-founder and COO at Y Labs. We are an AI observability company here in Seattle. We help enterprises and organizations run their AI applications and systems reliably, robustly, and with confidence by providing data health and model health monitoring for them
0: spin out of the allen institute for artificial intelligence incubator Y labs is up for startup of the year there's been a lot of discussion this week about the economy there's questions about the valuations of tech stocks in the public markets has that been a subject of discussion around Y labs and your leadership this week
3: todd here i was hoping to forget about the market while i'm at this party but uh Yes, on a serious note, absolutely. That's something that we are keeping an eye out on and thinking about and really we are very focused on keeping our employees happy while keeping an eye on the cost structure that we have and um, being very thoughtful about ROI that we get from every dollar we spend uh, and how we treat our customers, how we renew our customers and just um, monitoring the situation. I think To your point, um, there are a lot of changes that are happening in the startup ecosystem. Founding rounds are changing, um, salaries are changing, and we all need to adapt very quickly.
0: What does it mean to be able to come back out with the community again after sitting behind a screen for two years, two plus years, to an event like this? What's it been like for you?
3: We've been very fortunate to have an office, so we see each other in person every once in a while. But uh, coming here, the energy level, just being amongst other founders, other, other startup uh, people, is really, really energizing and incredible.
0: Is there a superhero that represents the ethos of Y Labs?
3: So we have YBot and we have the white dog, and we have all kinds of spirit uh, characters and animals. You can come and see them on our website. I'd say from a superhero perspective, we're very fortunate to work with Andrew Ng, who uh, is one of our investors, and he's one of the thought leaders in the AI space, and of course, Ornette at AI2. So those are some of our superheroes, and I can keep going down the list of many other people who inspire us.
0: That's awesome, thank you.
3: Thank you, Todd.
0: Maria Kuraivanova is co-founder and COO of Y Labs. Next up, a finalist for Young Entrepreneur of the Year.
8: My name is Baran. I am uh, one of the co-founders of Udly. We are building AI to help people communicate with confidence.
0: So you're one of a few startups coming out of the AI2 incubator that are here at the GeekWire Awards tonight. You and your co-founder, Isha Joshi, are up for Young Entrepreneur of the Year. For people who don't know you, Lee, can you tell me just a little bit more, describe a little bit more about what you do?
8: Totally. In a nutshell, we all know people who don't get access to opportunities they deserve because they don't back themselves while speaking up. On a date, on a job interview, on stage, at an event like this, our dream is to build technology to help them communicate with confidence. You know, in the status quo, you likely practice in front of a mirror, or stopwatch, a spouse. You pace back and forth trying to memorize your slides. Hopefully, Udly can help you do that in a quicker and judgment-free manner.
0: There's been a lot of discussion, especially over the past week, about the economy, questions about big tech valuations. Has that been a topic of discussion around Udly this week? And if so, in what way do you think that might play into your future business approach?
8: It's a super question. I mean, I'm right in the thick of things. We are fundraising right now, and I'm meeting with VCs all the time. Yes, the market's tricky, but I think... Given that this is such a ubiquitous problem, um, this is something that is needed, and, and we hope regardless of the economic situation, Udly will be able to come out through the other side.
0: Do you think it could impact your hiring
8: plans at all? Potentially. Depends on how fundraising goes, but for now, Udly is doing just fine.
0: Thank you very much, and good luck tonight in the GeekWire Awards. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. Varun Puri and his Udly co-founder, Isha Joshi, won the category of Young Entrepreneur of the Year. You can see links to all of the GeekWire Awards finalists and winners in the show notes on this episode and in our coverage at GeekWire.com. Next up, a finalist for Health Innovation of the Year.
5: Hi, I'm Lisa Gurry. I'm Chief Operating Officer of Truveta, and we are building an unprecedented data platform for U.S. health.
0: What superhero best represents the ethos of your company, Truveta, if you were to pick one from any cinematic universe and, and why? Are you prepared for this? I'm
5: ready. Okay,
0: all right. Go ahead.
5: Uh, You know, I was tempted to say Wonder Woman, but I'm going to go with Spider-Man because of his, uh, of course, famous quote, with great power comes great responsibility. We believe that health data is the most precious of data, and we take great, great responsibility in upholding the sanctity of it.
0: So, Lisa, I have known you now for probably close to 20 years. You used to be at Microsoft and I would cover MSN and you were a key executive inside MSN. You have spent many years inside a large company and now you're building a startup with your colleagues. What's it been like for you over the past couple years to be in this different kind of environment or is it all that different?
5: I have been so excited to have the opportunity to get to build a company from the ground up. We've gone from a couple of us to over 160 now, and with each hire, it brings you great joy to know that you hopefully are helping change someone's life by giving them an incredible job, an incredible opportunity to do something special for the world, so it's been really, really, really fun. I loved my big company experience with Microsoft, but the opportunity to really tangibly grow a company from the ground up is really pretty special. That's awesome.
0: Lisa, thank you for talking with us, and congratulations on being a finalist in Healthcare Innovation of the Year for Truvetta.
5: Thank you so much, Todd. It's always great to see you.
0: Truvetta went on to win the category of Health Innovation of the Year in the GeekWire Awards, and you can see the show notes for a link to the full list of finalists and winners. Next, I spoke with Dave Cotter, the chair of the Washington Technology Industry Association and chief product officer of cannabis information marketplace, Leafly. And he is here tonight to present what is a new category in the GeekWire Awards. It's the Public Policy Champion for Innovation. And it's recognizing tonight, State Senator Reuven Carlisle and State Senator Sharon Brown. Why was it important to recognize these two legislators?
2: Yeah, I think what is, is is not super well known, behind the scenes, there's a lot of policy work that is necessary for tech companies and tech employees. And the WTA has actually partnered with these state senators for many, many years on policies that are super important, whether it's consumer protection and privacy, whether it is blockchain, and it just felt like it was time to bring them from out of the shadows and into the forefront because the intersection of technology and policy is getting more and more interesting and more and more necessary. And so we're super excited to have you guys have us give this award and couldn't be happier, honestly, to partner with both of them.
0: The theme of the event tonight is superheroes. <laughs> if, if there was a superhero to represent your ethos as an entrepreneur or a startup leader, is there one that comes to mind that really represents your ethos or the ethos of Leafly? This
2: is probably not super um, creative. I can't help but think of Black Panther. And there are a couple of reasons that it kind of pops into head. The 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 obviously the, the hero's journey in terms of startups and like the hardships and the pain and then the hopefully the, the exit or the success afterwards. And I think in the case of Leafly, to be honest, it is um, really righting the wrongs of the past and thinking about how can Leafly help with social justice, raising awareness so that from a cannabis marketplace, everybody has equal access to start their own company or to participate. Correcting the war on drugs and making it equitable for everybody. So Black Panther immediately popped into uh, into my head.
0: And for those who don't know Leafly, it is an information marketplace right. about cannabis. Right. And you're a newly public company.
2: New, newly publicly traded company, which is also great because you're now seeing the stigma of cannabis become less and less and less and, you know, from my own personal experience, um, you know, it's not about, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I can't wait to eat, you know, two foot long sandwiches. It's around wellness. It's around anxiety and sleep and you see so many of the stories where people are using cannabis to, you know, help them just live a better life. Um, It's really, really inspiring and so we were super, super excited.
0: Dave, in your role yep. as chair of the WTIA, yep. obviously this week there's been a lot of discussion about the economy, discussions about the valuations of tech stocks. To what extent is that on the radar of companies, and how do you think that could impact the growth of the tech economy in the, the months ahead? I know it's a tough question. <laughs>
2: uh, well, I mean, there's a there would be a lot to unpack there. I mean, I think that um, anyone in the tech space is trying to understand exactly kind of where the economy is headed. You know, if you're in the consumer business, what is the spending for consumers and their wallet? If you're thinking about SaaS products, you're wondering about like, how are those businesses? How is their funding? How is their capital? And so I think we're all trying to see and understand how long or what are we really looking at here? Is this going to be, you know, protracted and are companies gonna have to make tough decisions or is this a moment in time? and things are gonna kind of write the course. And like, I, I don't think any company is really spared. I mean, I'm sure people will still buy on Amazon, um, but I think all of us are kind of wondering, okay, well, what is this gonna look like over the next six months, 12 months? And, you know, certainly from the WTA, you know, we just wanna be there for our companies and for people in the tech industry, if they have questions or if there are things that we can help them with, um, we'll be there.
0: Dave, thank you very much. Awesome. Dave Cotter is the chair of the Washington Technology Industry Association and the chief product officer of cannabis information marketplace, Leafly. After the break, Fusion Energy and the future of innovation.
9: I wanted a career in IT, but I didn't know where to start. WGU makes it simple. Their accredited online degree programs cover all kinds of IT specialties, and they have valuable industry certifications built in at no extra cost. The payoff? Having those certs back up my degree makes me look even better to future employers. A nonprofit university that includes top industry certs in their programs? I choose WGU. Learn more at wgu.edu backslash IT certs included.
0: We are back with more highlights from our conversations at the 2022 GeekWire Awards starting with the leader of an organization that also held a big event of its own this week.
10: So my name is Laura Ruderman. I am the CEO of the Technology Alliance, and we are a business-oriented nonprofit that is dedicated to maintaining Washington State as a hub of the innovation economy.
0: So the Tech Alliance just had its annual State of Technology Luncheon yesterday. I was there, I covered it, and you teased ahead to some stats coming out. As you look at companies and in the industry coming out of the pandemic, and you look long term three to five years ahead, what impact do you think the pandemic will have had on the growth of the tech sector? And where do you see things going in that three to five year time frame as a result?
10: You know, when we did our State of Technology luncheon in 2020, so we, we moved it from the spring to the fall, thinking, of course, that we would all be back in person. We looked at some stats about what was going on and what we concluded is that an innovation economy is a resilient economy. The big industries that we have here really weathered the pandemic quite well. Whether you're looking at the life sciences companies who had a lot of funding come in doing vaccination research or you look at the Microsoft Meta Googles of the world who did quite well during the pandemic. And looking ahead, you know, I was really struck by what Dr. Michelle Reed said yesterday about how 65% of the kids that are in the K 12 system today are being educated for jobs that do not exist today. So you look at things like Fusion, Washington State is poised to be a center of the fusion industry that hasn't gotten a lot of play yet you look at life sciences they are just growing and growing and even in aerospace you know we all have to learn to think beyond boeing and there is incredible work being done here in terms of personal aviation drones and still we should remember commercial aircraft
0: Well, Fusion Energy is actually represented here at the GeekWire Awards in Helion, which is one of the finalists for Innovation of the Year. So we'll see how they do here tonight. So, Laura, one last question for you. If you were to pick a superhero, because superheroes are the theme of the GeekWire Awards tonight, that represented the ethos either of your organization or of the tech industry from any cinematic universe, what would be the superhero that you would pick to represent the economy or your organization?
10: Oh, after yesterday's event, how could I pick anything else other than Wonder Woman?
0: <laughs> and that's because of the women speakers that you had there?
10: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Laura, thank you very much.
10: You're welcome.
0: Speaking of fusion energy. I'm David
6: Curtley, CEO at Helion Energy. And Helion is doing fusion energy, the same energy source that powers the sun, only here on Earth and doing it clean and safe and
0: right now. So Helion is one of the finalists in the Innovation of the Year category at the GeekWire Awards. Can you give a sense for the potential of fusion energy, what it could mean in our lives, and what kind of innovation it represents?
6: Yeah, we know that uh, the, the potential for fusion energy is huge. Climate change is a real thing and it's a big deal and it's expensive and we need to solve it now. Plenty of reports are out there about how big of a deal this is. And so at Helion Energy, we've now pioneered a way to directly harness fusion energy into electricity, which means we can do it now, orders of magnitude smaller than anybody else and decades sooner than anybody else. And we're building systems right now that do fusion today here in Washington state. We just moved up to Everett to build a manufacturing facility to start making generators.
0: So this is gonna be a really interesting question for you because we're asking everybody about what superhero most reflects their startup's ethos. Fusion energy, I can only imagine what superhero would represent Helion's ethos. Do you have any thoughts?
6: Yeah, I think my favorite superhero for this, we think about what does it take to do fusion, and it takes innovation, it takes vision, and so that goes right to Iron Man, that goes right to Tony Stark. So that's our goal, is can we harness that, can we harness fusion energy just like he did, maybe not as small, maybe not in the chest, but for industrial scale power, and and get that out on the market, and actually answer the climate change challenge we have today.
0: I knew that was gonna be a good answer. There's been a lot of discussion this week about the economy, where things are headed. Dara Khosrowshahi, the CEO of Uber, put out a memo about hiring being more privileged now, whereas before it was really something that you did as much as you could. How might that impact a company like yours that's looking long-term? Because I can imagine it might be different than a company that's trying to hit more short-term benchmarks, or maybe not. Can you sort of give us a sense for that?
6: Yeah, it's a great question on what does it take to to hire for Fusion. And what we're building right now up in Everett is a a whole new Fusion industry. We're building the manufacturing lines, bringing it back from overseas, the big industrial machining. We just actually built a brand new machine shop up there to manufacture large-scale systems. And really, it means a lot of hiring. So a lot of my time is spent hiring. It's it's working with STEM organizations up in Everett, in Seattle. It's working with colleges. It's actually trying to bring technicians, engineers, machinists, scientists to this brand new industry. And it's hard. It's our biggest problem right now. Is how do we hire, how do we hire fast, and how do we hire the best?
0: And how could the overall economic turmoil that some people are anticipating impact that effort? Yeah, it's a good question. I think we have
6: actually seen a lot of the economic turmoil the turmoil that's leading to the economic crisis. So a lot of the supply chain challenges with what's going on in Eastern Europe, what's been going on obviously with COVID. Um, And so those supply chain issues have hit us really hard. And what has enabled us to do is actually focus on building manufacturing in the United States. And so that's what we know to do is actually pivot now and rather than sourcing a lot of overseas like we were doing, bring all that in the United States and get start building fusion systems as fast as possible. I want to scale this up to where we're building generators a day and getting them on the grid because we really need this as we transition to electric cars, as we transition to electric planes even, and we need more electricity and we need to be
0: clean and we need to be safe. Well, thanks for talking to us and good luck tonight in the GeekWire Awards. Thank you very much. We're excited. I appreciate it. David Kirtley is CEO at Helion Energy, and the next person we spoke with was also very interested in the topic of fusion energy.
11: So I'm Stephanie Winslow. I teach AP Environmental Science, University of Washington Astronomy and Earth Science.
0: And you're one of the STEM educators of the year being recognized here at the GeekWire Awards tonight.
11: Yes, I am. And um, standing here in line for the photo booth, I am talking to Helion, who is talking about fusion reactions I taught it today in my astronomy class. I mean, I'm starstruck, literally because fusion stars, right? And then I teach AP Environmental Science. We're looking for solutions to our environmental issues when it comes to fossil fuels and alternate energies. And I am just, I am so excited to be here after following and talking to him. I mean, it's amazing. And so I'm pumped. I'm, I'm so excited to be able to go back and talk to my students about the conversation I just had with an innovator In our area of Seattle, talking about how do we solve our environmental issues? How do we create energy from something that is so distant? The idea, it seems, you know, like literally the sun is far away, but this idea of like coming up with fusion and using it for something to power our world, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just like, I'm so excited.
0: Well, you and your fellow honorees were on a recent podcast with my colleague, Lisa Stifler, and Jesse Woolley Wilson of Dreambox Learning, which yep. is the presenting sponsor of the STEM Educators of the Year Award. And I highly recommend it. I listened to every minute of it, and it was inspiring. So yep. thanks for everything you do.
11: Absolutely. Thank you very much.
0: Stephanie Winslow is a teacher at South Kitsap High School. After the break, next Tech Titan. This GeekWire podcast is sponsored in part by Yale University Press. Are you concerned about the rise of AI and how it will impact our society? Every day, artificial intelligence presents us with urgent ethical challenges. How do we harness this extraordinary technology to empower rather than oppress? Nigel Shadbolt and Roger Hampson have written a how-to for building ethical machine intelligence. Their new book, As If Human, Ethics and Artificial Intelligence, is now available wherever books are sold. We are back with our special episode recorded at the GeekWire Awards, which this year included cameos from past winners. Here's one of them.
9: Grant Goodale, co-founder and carrier experience officer of Convoy. Convoy is the world's first digital freight network, helping carriers earn more with less hassle and shippers to improve their efficiency and bottom line.
0: The economy is on a lot of people's minds. Has the possibility of belt tightening and the potential for an economic slowdown been a subject of discussion at Convoy over the past week? or longer? And if so, in what way? Oh, absolutely. If you look at the kinds of companies that we ship
9: for, we have large customers in the consumer packaged goods space, bottled beverages, manufacturing sectors. All of these have been affected by COVID in various ways over the last several years. And each one of them had their own sort of trajectory through that. So we talk about the potential for economic downturn in particular sectors, as well as in the large, almost all the time. because. We have a portfolio of customers that kind of spans success or failure depending on market conditions. So I think from our perspective, people are still buying things. People desperately need capacity right now because they have so much inventory and there's so much demand for goods. You've seen endless column inches, I guess that's an old reference, of press about supply chain challenges and shortages. Like all of these things suggest that
0: transportation is still as critical as it was six months ago. So Convoy was a past winner of the GeekWire Awards in the category of Next Tech Titan. And I have to say, you really fulfilled that as a company. How many employees are you up to now? So we
9: have 1,300 employees today and are still growing. So it's, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know where the line is for Titan, but I definitely feel like we've grown a lot since we were last on this
0: stage. This is great because sometimes we worry about the GeekWire Awards being the equivalent of the Sports Illustrated cover curse where simply declaring something makes the opposite happen, but in your case, that hasn't been the case. I'm knocking on wood right now, any available
9: piece of wood, but thank you. If I look at the history of the GeekWire Awards, I think a lot of breakout companies have come
0: through this very event, so I, I don't think the curse is real. Good. And I will say Next Tech Titan is my favorite because it's more predictive. It's recognizing where companies have been and what their potential is. So I, I, it's kind of an interesting mix in that way. So personally, it's the one that I actually pay attention to a little bit more than startup of the year. Interesting. Yeah,
9: I think especially looking at some of the companies that have been nominated for it and including the companies this year, like I think there are several possible avenues for breakout for a number of them. And that's what's exciting is you've got these companies that have sort of made it past a lot of the earlier stages of being a startup, found their footing and are now just poised for rocket ship growth, which is awesome.
0: Grant, thanks very much for talking with me. You bet. Grant Goodale is the Carrier Experience Officer at Digital Freight Network, Convoy. We also spoke with some of this year's finalists for Next Tech Titan.
7: My name's Mo Bainday. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Carrot. Carrot is the world's largest interviewing company.
0: So you are up for Next Tech Titan at the GeekWire Awards. There are a lot of now very big companies that have won this award in the past. Convoy is a good example. The freight logistics company what does it mean to be recognized even as a finalist in this category?
7: Oh, it means a lot. I mean, first of all, it's, it's just a real statement of the trust that our customers, our community have had with us and our employees. And, you know, honestly, Seattle's just been a wonderful place to build a company. As the world's largest interviewing company, our data basically says that Seattle has the best engineers in the market. And so I just feel very grateful for being able to do it here and to be in such amazing company.
0: Mo Bain Day is the CEO and co-founder of Carrot. Next up, also in the category of Next Tech Titan, Vasil Masood is CEO of e-commerce technology startup, Fabric. When you look at the past year and the year ahead, what are the biggest goals that your company has in the upcoming year? And what are the biggest challenges you're gonna need to overcome to to achieve them?
7: Yeah, so biggest goals for upcoming year would be um, really solidify our internationalization plan. So geographically expand outside of the US, that's a big plan. And second is nail down our core products that we will be looking to expand into further,
0: such as order management and marketplace. If your company could be represented in spirit by one superhero in the world, whether it's Marvel or DC, what superhero would would most represent your company's ethos? Iron Man. Why Iron Man? (laughs) Why Iron Man? Because
7: he figures stuff out. He's able to deconstruct problems and reconstruct them.
0: When you think about the economy going forward, what is your outlook in general in terms of the economy?
7: Look, we're always looking long term and uh, there's always going to be ups and downs in the economy. Our focus and why we raised our last two rounds was to stay heads down and focus on the future of our company. We don't really get disrupted by what's happening in the short term.
0: Basil, thanks very much. Thank you. Faisal Masood is CEO of e-commerce technology startup Fabric. We had a full podcast conversation with him earlier this year, and you can find a link in the show notes on this episode. This year's GeekWire Awards also recognized three organizations and companies in the category of Geeks Give Back, honoring their positive impact on the community. One was Coding Dojo.
12: So my name is Kiana Pan. I am the president of Coding Dojo. We offer training programs in a variety of technologies, such as software development, UI UX, data science, and cybersecurity to be able to transform lives for the honest of communities here and globally.
0: So Coding Dojo is being recognized tonight as one of the honorees in the Geeks Give Back category. Clearly there's an element of doing good as part of what you do. What kinds of impact are you seeing on the communities that you're serving, especially as you're coming out of the pandemic?
12: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I love that question because the most important thing that we focus on is giving opportunities, right? Um, At the end of the day, diversity, honor-served communities, it's been our mission. We want to be able to give opportunities for people that typically doesn't get it, right? So our focus has been working with a variety of different types of communities to be able to give them a stepping stone in tech. And part of our most important mission comes down to helping and working with our employers by providing them diverse tech talents throughout the time, locally or globally as well.
0: Is there a superhero of any cinematic universe that represents the ethos of Coding Dojo and your principles and the things that you're trying to accomplish.
12: Okay, I can't say we are one superhero, but if I have to categorize Coding Dojo, it would be X-Men as a group. Okay, the reason behind that is that we all have different powers, and we are all very diverse, which makes us unique, but when we come together, it makes us whole, and when we solve problems, when we make an impact, When we get things done, it's always a collaboration and a team effort, so.
0: Well, congratulations on the recognition tonight at the GeekWire Awards for Coding Dojo.
12: Thank you so much, thank
0: you. Other organizations recognized along with Coding Dojo in the Geeks Give Back category were Black Boardroom Initiative and COVIDWA.org. Next up, one of the finalists for Workplace of the Year.
1: My name is Dushar Garg. I'm the founder and CEO of Fly Homes. We are building the world's best home buying and home selling experience where we turn every buyer into an all-cash buyer and we let them buy the next home before they sell their current home.
0: You are nominated in Workplace of the Year in the GeekWire Awards. It's an interesting category this year, especially because the workplace has gone through a bunch of different transformations over the past two years. What makes a good workplace and what are the qualities of Flyhome's workplace, virtually or in person, that really qualified you for this finalist?
1: It's a great honor to be nominated for this category, and I think it's really humbling and it's an honor for all the people at Flyhomes. Uh, I think in my mind, a lot of changes have happened, but the one thing that's remained constant is the workplace is about the people that make the workplace. One of the big values for us is people, not properties. Uh, you know, In real estate, uh, you know, we have to treat every consumer in that way because it's one of the biggest decisions of their lives, and you can't do that without treating your own employees that way. So I'm just a, it's a great honor to be here representing you know, our crew, our leaders, uh, and a value of people on our properties. And then
0: big picture, there's a lot of discussion this week about the overall economy. Is that on your mind this week? And how do you see that playing out in the market overall and for fly homes in the months ahead?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the economy is on everybody's mind, and so it's on my mind as well. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on in the economy, right? I mean, you have rising interest rates, you have inflation, you know, you've got... Um, you know, it's still a very strong labor market, and um, we have a war that's going on. So I think um, there's just a lot in mind for everybody. I think it's time for all the companies, like for us, to just be disciplined and, you know, just just use this as an opportunity to con- continue to deliver our awesome products to the customers, also educate them, and then as a company, you know, focus on execution. Ultimately, moments like this are moments to. Innovate and to execute better, and I think it makes you more resilient as a company. And we've gone through in the past life of Fly Homes some really big Black Swan events and have come out of that stronger every single time. And I think we don't know where this is going to go, but as the leaders, I think we just have to be prepared for what's ahead and continue to be mindful.
0: Tashar Gerg is founder and CEO of Fly Homes. We also got some interesting insights from one of the judges in the GeekWire Awards category of User Experience Design of the Year.
1: My name is Byron Baker and I'm the head of design at Blink UX.
0: Were there specific trends in the category of UX design of the year that really stood out this year as either unique or perhaps representative of the things you're seeing in general in user experience?
1: Some of the things that we were most excited to be judging on was about understanding the user's needs and objectives. And some of the finalists that we talked to, or at least that we saw and reading and learning about them, really took that to heart. A couple of them, the founders themselves were out doing research, they were conducting interviews, trying to really get that voice, trying to get that empathy and understand really at the core, for them, who they were solving for, what they were solving for, and how to then bring that to life in the product. And that was a really exciting piece. It wasn't just designers doing it. It was actually kind of more the founders, maybe even some of the executives, people that were maybe even outside of the UX space, really trying to understand those needs.
0: Thanks for listening. See links to all of the GeekWire Awards finalists and winners in the show notes on this episode and in our special coverage at geekwire.com. And thanks to the tech leaders who answered all of our questions, ranging from serious to silly, to our GeekWire Awards attendees, finalists, and sponsors, to our special guests on stage, including the drunken tenor, Robert McPherson, whom you heard at the outset of this episode, and to our social media partner, Jordan Curtis, of Line Leader Media, for his help with this episode and with the event. But before we go on the subject of cinematic characters, We also bumped into a famous family at the GeekWire Awards in full costume and uniform. Luke, Leia, and their very imposing, yet on this evening, surprisingly gracious father.
10: We are with the 501st, the Rebel Legion, and the Mandalorian Mercs.
0: Lord Vader, what do you think of the GeekWire Awards? It is fantastic. (laughs) Excellent. All right. It's Todd Bishop signing off from the GeekWire Awards. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week on the GeekWire podcast.
10: May the force be with you.